every day goes, every time we've no control. Gratitude, Divines and Divinettes. This is Bree India and my lovely guest. I'm Chef Alex Perez. And we are in season two of the I Am Who segment of 808 Tavern. Um, the 808 Tavern, it goes wherever I go. And then the self-journeys is always keeping the flow. So ultimately, we will get the self-journeys of this particular creator here. I appreciate you taking the time to come out and just sit with me to be able to have this yeah, part of the segment. It's been like a, a year we've been uh, talking I know, about I finally got this man here, y'all. Like, it's Trust been me, really it's, hard. It's not Master Diddy, anything like that, though. <laughs> just, just very, I guess, blessed to be busy. You know, right. sometimes, you know, I catch myself, not necessarily complain, like, damn, like, I'm busy, I got all stuff to do, but I remember it was a point in time where I'm just like twiddling my thumbs, wondering mm -hmm. like, what I'm gonna do. You know, many many years ago. Though. Yeah, and I like I said, I'm honored to have watched. Like it, it started with me just asking if I could have a a session for my birthday, a dinner yeah. for my birthday, and then like overnight, I swear he's his he just got booked because he opened up and it was crazy. And you know, we're gonna get into poppy cuisine in a minute, but y'all know this is the I am who segment, so we start off knowing about the creator himself first the co-creator of the creator of the divine of us all but ultimately he plays a position in this world being a co-creator and being a chef is a major art um it takes a lot to to be able to master that particular art form so we're going to tap into who you are first though before we get to what you do the i am who part is about making a statement about who you are whether it be a word that you use when you're in a room to describe who you are you know, whether it's I am the ambitious one in the room, the boss in the room, the whatever, the dictator, or just the planner or the behind the scenes, you know, delegate, whatever it is, or whatever it is that describes you. I know like me, I like to say I'm resilient, I'm ambitious, things like that, um, I'm bodacious. But ultimately, there's quotes, there's models, and there's statements that I go by as well. So if you have one or both, uh, a highlight word of who you are, and then like a, a, a thing that you say or you go by, I'm persistent and consistent. Okay. <laughs> Look, that matched yeah. everything about the energy, too. Pretty much. I'm persistent and uh, consistent. And um, I think um, I'm, I'm uh, quite a few things. Um, uh, sometimes I'll put it under a, a broad umbrella and say, like, I'm a creator because I, I like love to create and um, love to work on things, you know, make them better or, you know, just create things from nothing, if, if you mm. will. But um, I think in all that I am and all that I do over the years, I've seen that being persistent and consistent in anything that I do is one of the, the key aspects of, that has led to my success. Mm. Yeah, I was going to ask you how do you believe that about yourself, but you just tied it all in for us. So do you go by, um, do you go by any mantra or motto of your own? Um? <laughs> um, I think... Me, um, I don't like to like kind of like tie myself down to any particular like saying or thing because I a feel belief. like, okay. I mean, I, I do have beliefs, and um, one thing is, um, I have a uh, a lot of faith in what I'm destined to do, okay. and I know you know through life we are presented with like certain trials and sometimes tribulations that mm -hmm. will kind of change the course of how we go through our destiny and our journey. So I've seen that I've had to pivot uh, from quite a few things um, or ways of thinking to get the job done, essentially. So okay. um, I'm, I guess I'm open to always learning mm -hmm. uh, something new, um, whether it's a belief or whether it's uh, some type of structure to help me to get where I'm, I'm going. Okay. But I also try to keep a mindset where I'm just not staying stuck on doing things one particular way because I feel like there's always a better way to do things. And no matter how much I know now, no matter how successful I am, I'm always learning and um, I'm always teachable, you know. Okay. That's a big thing being teachable because then that's how you are the way you are now, having been able to teach people what you have done. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'm ready to get to what you do. <laughs> yeah. But first, um, in the in the portion of your I am who, like your influences throughout life, like who were you before you got to where you are today? And like I would like for you to highlight your most prominent influence as well as a personal influence, whether it be a celebrity for prominence mm -hmm. and a personal family member. And then I'll ask my next question. I think, uh, well... Even if it's yourself. Because <laughs> sometimes that's yeah. people's main influence. I grew up in um, East Baltimore, uh, 
place that a, a lot of people call um, down down the hill and um, mm -hmm. <laughs> like in the Carolina Eagle Church Square area. And then um, I, I tell people we upgraded from there to the projects. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, we live in uh, like the Claremont Freeway projects. Okay. Um, older guests that they out there, they remember that because they knocked them down and rebuilt it since then. And I think um, my really is my mom and my dad, I'm, I'm going to have to say, because, mm. you know, my father, a lot of people don't know my father's story. You know, my father's from a DR and yeah, pretty much left DR to, you know, find a new life in America, essentially. And he went through quite a few things just to get over there and, um, you know, work his way up the East Coast. I, he met my mom and things like that. And just kind of knowing his journey and hearing about the things that he encountered when he was making his trip over here, you know, some crazy things, you know, like cutting in, he had, he had the, the term, you know, he just got off the boat was mm -hmm. like true back in like okay. the, 80s and, <laughs> the 70s and 80s though, because like he literally was on a, got over here on a boat. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was a real journey yeah, for this man. You know, exporting boat from DR over to Puerto Rico and a flight from, Puerto, Puerto Rico to some family we already had in uh, Florida and, okay. you know, working his way up and just finding himself in, in the midst of all of this, you know, so many different things, milestones that you, you, you can think of uh, when relocating to a whole other country course, and learning yeah. a whole other language and stuff like that. Um, and Kudos all, to the king. Yeah. I appreciate you taking the time because look, yeah, yeah. look what you Absolutely. brought to the area and out of Baltimore, the place that he found to be home, clearly. Right, mm -hmm. yeah. Then, you know, meeting my, meeting my mom and, you know, my mother, um, you know, going through her, her thing. You know, the, the thing is, um, no matter what we were going through, living in the projects, uh, not having access to a lot of uh, resources, knowledge, you know, financially and so many mm -hmm. other things, there was always um, a sense of, I guess, faith that things would get better and that there was no limitation on what I could, you know, eventually achieve one day. And I feel like my father and my mother, they always instilled that um, in me. So even though I was, my mother always used to tell me that, you know, this is just your current circumstances, you know, things, don't things, get stuck yeah, where you exactly. Are. You know, don't be so uh, bent out of shape on where you're currently at, you know, um, this is just a temporary thing, you know, there's better out there. And my father just kind of, my father just had this mind where like nothing is impossible and just having those two components instilled in me, I think that essentially gave me what I needed mm -hmm. to, uh, embark on this journey that I'm currently embarking on right now though, because I face a lot of things that would have led me to quit or right. give up. But um, I just understood, and I, I began to see how a lot of the things that I felt were happening to me were actually happening to set me up to go to the next level in this mm -hmm. journey. Nice, that is so powerful. And shout yeah. out to the queen too, just like I honored the king for a moment because they have, like I said, contributed to this creator being here with right, us. Right. And that was very powerful how you described them being major influences in your life. like. Yeah that like sums it up really about how things have come to be where they are today as far as who you are by having those great dynamics as um, parents. When it comes to like a um, outside influence as far as your particular craft, which we'll get into the craft, but based on your craft, um, where where did the influence come for you to get into that? Even well, if it's from your own personal interest of development that came and then you was in school well, for it or, you know. I would say that came from my, my dad um, mm -hmm. as well, because, you know, like when you, I mean, cautiously speaking, you know, I mean, we I identify like Afro, Latino, that's what I identify as, but mm -hmm. like in like DR and other Spanish speaking countries and things like that, um, mm -hmm. it's like when you born, you you come out the womb with like a spatula and a knife in, in, in your hand. It was like actually Dominican. And yeah, so oh, yeah. it's like you know, like cooking is just like a, it's a part already of, part of yeah, your life. it's a part of what we you, we do is just embedded in you. And I think um, my father he started really as far back as I can remember. Like even when I was like living in a project, I would be trying to cook something mm -hmm. four or five, trying to mix 
Bisquick, with jelly and everything like that. That's, that's all we had to, you know, to eat at times though. So, um, they can do what they do. Yeah. So I, I already was like, you know, embarking on this whole cooking uh, journey. And I think when I was around like nine or 10, my father started showing me like some traditional like Dominican dishes and stuff like that. And, um, you know, cause I like to eat. And I, I noticed that, you know, I had like a knack for cooking. So I would, every now and then I would just kind of like practice, you know, cooking and things like that. But that's where all that, that stuff, uh, you know, came from. I feel like it was just, just in me. It was know? embedded in you and then yeah. he made sure to continue to yeah, instill it in you. Exactly. Especially because as a young man, like, you know, it's important for men as women to know how to cook too. Exactly, like I've been yeah. meeting a lot of young men who just are still kind of in the um, traditional mindset of like not understanding. Okay, it's it's a benefit for the man to know how to cook just as much as the yeah, woman. Absolutely. Not just you know want to find a woman that can cook because right, you don't right. want to cook. <laughs> yeah, I used to yeah. laugh, laugh at that. Um, I don't. I don't. I personally don't. Uh, attach myself to like societal norms okay. uh, in, in a sense though like you know some some things I do but you know working on unlearning some things but mm -hmm. as far as the cooking thing that was one of the societal norms that I never attached myself uh, to though when it comes to cooking because I actually enjoy it and mm -hmm. I, I love eating so I don't feel like it's a man or woman's job it's, mm -hmm. you know, it's a human's job yeah, to make sure job. you can <laughs> eat okay <laughs> thank you yeah. and honestly we've been having this running thing so far with season two with the creators I've been sitting with where we talk about um the two things they've been highlighting is to keep going and also it's not happening to you it's happening for you right. so everything that you were just explaining is yeah. like you know things happen in life but none of it was happening to you it was happening for you yeah. as we can see you know absolutely because I, I would trust I went, I went through some things um, embarking on this journey and I was just like yo why me <laughs> I feel you why you feel targeted me? right like yeah. I feel that but, okay so then now um, I got a couple more questions that I want to ask and then we're going to get straight into the meat of your what do you do okay. so first um, your motivation so we got your influences down when it comes to your motivation I um, encourage a lot of personal within self journeys especially um, personal like self-care and self-love in your journey. So things you do, maybe whether it be a regimen you have um, on a day-to-day -day basis, and this is just for you because I know um, if you want to mention it, I definitely want to know like how you balance work life and family life. But when it comes to you and your individuality, how you keep yourself, you know, motivated, but also keep yourself grounded and and, and at peace within yourself with all the chaos that's going on outside of you. Because even though it may not be chaotic, it may be beautiful to see so much going on in your world. How do you keep yourself? It definitely gets uh, overwhelming. So some mm -hmm. of the things that I do, obviously um, uh, meditation, and, I, and I, I do my best to do it. I'm, I'm not as consistent with med meditating, but I think my motivation is the, my desire for peace and mm -hmm. to be, you know, just grounded in, within everything I do because obviously there's a lot of moving pieces in my life and that becomes overwhelming mm -hmm. um, at times. So my motivation, the thing that motivates me is my desire to have peace and just to be grounded and be able to enjoy the whole process. But to mm. get to get to that, um, definitely meditation, uh, meditating, um, taking uh, breathers for myself, pouring back into myself as there was a period of time in my line of work where it was literally just pouring into the work, the mm -hmm. needs of you know, the work and, and everything that required. And I think I got to a point in time where I'm just like, damn, I'm not, I'm not happy. I started trying to search for where I'm going to point the point right, finger at. Where right. I'm going to point the finger at. They want to blame and, yourself or judge yeah. yourself for a moment. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I, I started getting out there and like, practicing self-care more and doing things um, that I essentially wasn't doing for myself. Okay. And then I realized, oh, you know, you're the problem. <laughs> you weren't... <laughs> you ignoring yeah, yourself. you weren't taking care of yourself. <laughs> you weren't doing, you know, anything for yourself. Um, I'm definitely a giver, so mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a very giving person. And sometimes when you're, you're like that, you you realize that you're taking a lot. Um, yeah, you're pouring into so uh, many yeah, things, so many exactly. other pots and so many other tables. Spread yourself and, thin. And, yeah. You know, so I've, I've definitely been on that journey for the last few years of pouring back into myself and cool. some of the ways I do that, you know, meditating, um, having hard work cut off mm -hmm. times and really just 
just doing things for myself and then sometimes I'll I'll do just whatever I feel like doing no matter who you know likes it or not. It ain't nothing crazy. Of course. But you <laughs> but, got your thing. Yeah, yeah, okay. you know, I have my thing. So Do you have your passion? because um, you know how like now that your passion has technically become your purpose and your in being a, a creator, what kind of I guess ways do you make sure to keep your passion being your craft that has now turned into such a thing that's gonna keep growing? Because it's it's you, you get what I'm saying like about like you you were in love with this before it became something that you gave this is something you gave yeah. to us as, as a world as the people who have you know gravitated to what you have we have this now yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying so how do you <laughs> you know I know it's a lot to take in because I know first of all it's like how does it feel to be like to know that you're a creator which is an uplifting feeling but at the same time how do you keep that passion like is there a piece of that you have just for you or like how did you let it go to be exposed to the world now that it's no longer just your individual thing I think that um, there's a level of I mean I love the love and support that I get for what I do mm -hmm. but there's also a level that I have to be proud of myself with, mm. you know no matter who's proud of me or, or who's Thanks. not so to I guess maintain that passion I try to tie other things that I'm passionate about um, with this like this main thing a lot of people know me from this thing that we're about to get into mm -hmm. but uh, film um, and music is another passion okay. that I have so um, you tap into your other personal yeah, interests. I okay. tap into those other interests and, and try to uplift that that main thing. And you know, so they can just come kind of come like full circle essentially. Mm -hmm. And they tie in because it's all forms of art. Yeah, yeah, definitely uh, all forms, definitely all forms of uh, art. Um, but I think there were points at times where I kind of like. I don't want to say I fell off, but I kind of like took a step back from presenting my art because I got so consumed with you know other duties that i had you know okay. with this thing blowing blowing up so i didn't have the time to really sit down and you know uh, cook as much mm -hmm. or do xyz um and i kind of like dive more into like you know business uh managing aspects because that's that's and also, the literacy of yeah, it yeah mm -hmm. and that's also a passion of mine as well but i'm a believer that you have to have a, a nice balance because the really the art of it all is what's what the the ultimate passion for me is mm -hmm. and just the art of creating though you know um right now i'm tapping into uh, a lot of uh film work and i'm trying to tie the music the food and everything together and the level of work involved in that, you know, sometimes I'm shooting for 10 to 15 hours mm. um, just to get like a 90 second or segment <laughs> yeah, of like, you know, uh, pr production. And, mm -hmm. But um, I enjoy that whole process, though. So enjoying the process before I actually present it and mm -hmm. um, then the people validate it in a sense, you know, right. still being content and loving what I do, regardless of who validates it or not. Cool. Well, self-validation, you spoke about that, and you also mentioned for the second time the process. You enjoy yeah. the process a lot. And that's really important, too, because a lot of people get caught up on what progress they're making or yeah. they get caught up on the wrong elements of the process instead of embracing the process. Entirely. Or, you know, trying to rush to uh, get to the, uh, the end line. goal. Yeah. Right. And then when they get there, it's like, <laughs> yeah. wait. I didn't really see what happened, you know? Exactly. <laughs> so enjoying the process must be a beautiful thing because you're actually consciously aware right now while it's happening right in front of you. Challenge yourself. I need to know a challenge um, to your extent of a story that you would be willing to share with the audience about uh, maybe an obstacle or a challenge, whether it be with your craft or your personal life, and how you overcame that, you know, just to give an um, uplifting testimony about your process as a creator and um, entrepreneur, you know, managing so many things and then coming to this place in your life? I've, uh, I've gone through so many challenges <laughs> that a lot of people don't, you know, really don't know of. Um, okay. I mean, small ones, large ones. Um, when I first started the uh, the company, um, there initially when I first started the company, I started it because um, one, I was trying to find something to do um, in an aspect of like something, a career that I would be proud of, you know, because mm -hmm. I've worked every job you can possibly think of, mm -hmm. like from carpet cleaning to credit card collections. <laughs> like wow. I, I've, I've you, done you it. tapped in. Yeah, <laughs> like I've done every form of work you can think of, but I've never done something for a living that I was proud of and I actually had a passion for doing. Got it. And um, 
when I thought about, you know, that line of work, I never thought about it from an ownership perspective. So I always strayed away from it though. Okay. Cause I always looked at it as I was going to be working for someone else, which is, um, is not, not a bad thing at, you know, at all, but yeah, your personal goal. Yeah. I think, um, at that point in time, I was more so passionate about owning my own company. Okay. And when I started the uh, company, a lot of people, I think Instagram just started to pop off around that time, mm -hmm. and people, they would see me posting, you know, food and stuff like that. It's like, you know what, you should uh, start selling the food and everything. And I, set, I started getting all these, uh, this uh, engagement and reactions from the food I was posting. So I was like, you know what, um, let me go ahead and do it. So I went ahead and formed the company, go about the name and marketing perspectives and things like that. I ended up launching, and I had like one customer that day <laughs> that mm -hmm. I launched, and it was like, to, I don't want to say to make matters worse, but to make matters worse, it was somebody that I'd known for like okay. 20 years. So it's just like, was this really a customer or were they just throwing right. me a bubble? <laughs> I feel that. Okay. But the thing is, like I said earlier, um, I couldn't stay stuck and just keep that same business model. I knew, I knew that I had a product that people wanted. The issue was how they were getting the product. The market of it, how you market yeah. it, okay. And I had to like pivot and, you know, I think I took a break for like a few months and I went ahead and got a part-time job and I started pouring back into the business. Um, what actually changed was instead of having people pick up food from me, I decided to deliver it. Okay. And I just opened up like the radius of delivery to like, you know what? I'm I'm gonna do this from Hunt Valley to DC. Mm. I, don't, I don't care. Like, Did you make it kind of like mobile? Yeah, I just you know I just wanted to that. This is right before like Uber Eats um, popped mm. off and everything like that. Um, and I just opened up that race because typically for delivery it was like delivery uh, companies they would typically do like two to like five mile radius tops. Okay. But I opened it like listen we gonna come down there PA. <laughs> down oh, to you put a real yeah to DC thing. like if if you want the food I'm I'm gonna get it to you and I'm gonna you know try to make sure it's warm as possible uh -huh. or whatever the case is and that has kind of changed things up so I had to I had to pivot to open up those uh, floodgates. And you know, when I did that, that definitely changed the traje trajectory. Mm -hmm. uh, of everything that I was doing at that point though. So now I had real customers. Uh, right, Cause you took that, that risk though. You took that yeah. risk and you stepped out, you know, on your faith and just say, you know, I'm gonna go harder. Yeah, you really, that's, that's what you did, you went harder really. I think some people, they would have uh, quit. Um, and there's other, there's other things like, you know. You didn't because it was it was for you. You get what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, when it's for you, it's like you'll be guided and you'll be put in the position to do a little bit of work or the work needed to get exactly where you are, you know? Right. That's I see. That's what I see from a, a, a customer's point of view to your process, you know? Because that's why I'm tapping into, you know, what, you, what you're telling us you have gone through. But from the outside looking in, it was just cool to see, like, you know, yeah. But one day you were just like saying what you did. Next day you was actively into that all the yeah, way, and absolutely. whatever contributions and whoever contributed, you know, shouts out to them too because all of that plays a part in the progress you made. Yeah, definitely, definitely did. Um, you know, um, and also you know with obviously like feedback through that whole process. The thing is, even in like in the current time you know we we go through some things that i know people are like how that how did y'all get through that you right. know we built the foundation right. that allow us to i guess deal with things in a timely manner mm -hmm. and to um just uh process through things so you know the more you go through things the more you learn mm -hmm. and you learn how to um not just adapt but to put preventative measures in place okay. you know so you're not going through the same thing over and over and over mm -hmm. you know so so you you found the cycle and then you broke the cycle. Yeah, exactly. Though you know, because I don't like to like I don't like to go keep going through something as like you know, what lesson the lesson ain't gonna be learned until you know do something that promotes mm -hmm. like some type of action that okay you you got it now so mm -hmm. this is what you this is what you need to do to prevent this from happening. But I've I've had everything from scorching the sauce after I got all these orders in when mm -hmm. I was first like delivering mm -hmm. like I, I had this like salmon alfredo I was doing. And um, the stove I was working on was one of those old electric stoves with a spiral uh, grates on it. Oh, the and, classic stove. <laughs> yeah, and um, essentially the uh, that the grate would get kind of get disconnected okay. um, every now and then. I thought it was off, but it was on like a super high heat. Oh gosh! And 
like ruined the whole <laughs> mixture. A big, big pot, you know, that I had that I'm about to plate up and everything and box up, and um, it just scores the whole sauce. And I'm like, damn, like I, I had to like literally borrow money to Re remake everything, mm -hmm. and I had to end up canceling all the orders that I had like that that day, and. Like, I know your chest is hurting. <laughs> you know, so but these are like in, you know, in the, in beginning, the, stages. the beginning stages okay. and around that time too, like I'll take it to the extreme. Um, you know, when you're running a business and I didn't have any loans, you know, I took, you know, the last $80 that I had and I started this company. Okay. And, um, you know, you got to rob Peter to pay Paul. And, <laughs> I feel you. And, you made you a know, lot of compromising and took a lot of risks and yeah, did a lot of compromising. Exactly. And sometimes it's like the, once I developed that whole delivery model, you know, having a, a car to rent was more important okay. than um, keeping up with the rent of the apartment that I had mm -hmm. at, the, at that point in time. And I remember a scenario, and I tell people about this a lot, um, especially for anybody out there that's like really struggling to get that business off the ground, like to like kind of motivate them and keep pushing it. I, re I remember um, sheriffs coming to the door, like, yep, yeah, you know, we got, you know, mm -hmm. it's eviction. Right. And it's, I'm in the middle of plating food wow. to deliver it. And they're literally like holding a door for me, you know, open as I'm, um, you know, boxing the remaining food up. I had to actually, um, I had to stop boxing the food up and take the pots with the food that was still cooking, remove them from the heat, um, put it into the car, and I went, my wife or girlfriend at the time, I went to... Um, That's out to the queen. Yeah, I had to take the food to her mother's house to finish cooking and boxing everything up. Wow. So I could have sat there and cried and, you know, I was just thinking like, God, what am I going to do? Right then that, I mean, I knew what was up. <laughs> but, exactly, but you was like, dang. Yeah, you know, so I could have just sat right there. Especially and, in hand. like Yeah, like, what am I going to do? But I'm like, yo, this is a Friday. Yeah, this is, you know, this is a bad, you know, bad, it's not it's an unfavorable situation. I can stop right here and just give this up. But... Man, I still got a thousand dollars to make today, so let me uh, pack 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 these things up. And the crazy things, like sharps, they was like, man, like I really hope whatever you doing like works out mm -hmm. because you seem so dedicated and everything. Like <laughs> they was like, well, what do you want us to do with the furniture? I'm like, oh, rent a center, they'll be able to get it <laughs> <laughs> through the deuces and got you wow. know got, got to work, and I still delivered so delivered that day, you know, and you know made my money and nothing stopped me so it don't it don't matter what was going on you know even when it got to like the slow seasons where it's around like holiday season like at the end of the year and people not ordering dinners you know yeah. i had to figure out what to do then like you know what everybody asked me do you do catering next year i'm gonna be doing catering now okay so my business don't slow down so, so it was always pivoting yeah like always pivoting and making sure that i'm, I'm tapping into you know um that demographic and in their needs though mm -hmm. you know so it, it's definitely definitely a lot Major. <laughs> yes that was a beautiful testimony though because i know now looking back on that kind of thing it's like you didn't give up like yeah. back to our season two motto keep going like you didn't give up at all and you kept going and shouts out to like i said the queen and people who poured into those times where you felt they you, you almost fell off but you had that support to, you know, go to her mom's house and still get them orders done and still get yeah. it out to your clients. So yeah. that's one thing yeah. I, I will say, like mom, my family and friends, they always didn't under, understand it like right off the bat. But they supported like, it regardless. Yeah, but they, they just supported <laughs> like, look, is this is this is what you're doing? Like, like I had a friend. Now they see what yeah. you were trying to do. <laughs> yeah, like because I had a friend and I'm I was like, telling like. You're see one day. Yeah, I had, I had a friend. Well, stay solid. I was telling them like, yeah, I'm going to, you know, start doing this cooking thing. I was explaining this like elaborate plan, things like that. But when he actually seen what I was doing, he's like, bro, I didn't know this it's is the type like of cooking this. that you're talking about. Like, <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, you talking about something totally different. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there were times where people, they didn't understand, but they either supported up front or supported from a distance. You know, whatever the case was, you know, I, I greatly appreciate it, you know. Um, I remember I used to cook out of my grandmother's uh, kitchen. She used to fuss at me. Like, so like, <laughs> I don't want you running this business out of my house. And, da, 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 da. and now it's like the things that I'm able to do for her. Like, I'm um, yeah. for her on the, uh, we did this show with Al Roker. 
when he came mm. to the uh, to the um, one of my homes and we cooked and everything like that. Wow. So this is a guy that I used to watch like growing, growing up on TV. Yeah. And she watched him as well. But to see to go from you know cooking in her kitchen and her fussing at me right. to like to standing side by side is oh, just yeah. like she just you know she can't amazed, say nothing but be yeah, happy and proud. proud. Very, yeah, you know, like... very very <laughs> proud. Um, but you know. I think uh, and breaking I, some generational cycles and everything with yeah, that energy. So. Yeah, absolutely. So a lot, a lot of uh, great things. You know, some unfavorable things I'm gonna say, but I feel like it was all like, a setup for me to go further into the next level. Mm -hmm. That just like took us diving straight into the I am who, who are you, what do you do? Because that story right there um, lets us know what type of a creator you are as a person. Um, you, you, you are very resilient. Like I throw that yeah. word out a lot, but you're very resilient. Anytime oh, yeah. you just did not stop no matter who was saying what what type of shade you was being thrown police oh, yeah. coming like that was a crazy story y'all and like i appreciate you sharing that because that's a long walk to travel through in your timeline to remember but ultimately now you can vacation and celebrate and you can do more celebrating probably now um yeah absolutely since you have more time yet to do so so okay so the i am who who are you what do you do mm -hmm. first tell us your creator position um and then the elements around it as far as other art or creative positions that you have along with it as far as like helping it or even if it's outside of it. I know earlier you mentioned some hobbies you like to do other than. Yeah, I'm Alex Perez. I'm an owner um, of Poppy Cuisine. I say Poppy Cuisine because uh, it's comprised of uh, restaurants, private events. Um, also, we're working on cookware and apparel. And I'm working on bringing a uh, Poppy Cuisine food line to, to retail uh, stores and to wholesale consumers as well. Um, and that name came, um, was derived from? Poppy Cuisine. Mm -hmm. So I created Poppy Cuisine, I would say back like in 2013, 2014. Mm. And um, I knew I was going to cook. I wanted to create a name that signified me being in my own lane mm -hmm. because um you know, I would, you know, watch chefs and everybody had their own thing or yep. twists on how they and their signature the and their signature. So I wanted something to signify that this was a cuisine or a palette that I created. You know, this is my own thing because I figured, OK, I'm going to I'm going to get into the uh, food business as long as I have a product that essentially hurt but. As long as I have a product where I'm not necessarily mimicking like things that everyone else is doing mm -hmm. and I have like a following in that specific like lane, you know, I know that I could I could make it. The only thing I needed to do is have a product that people are going to gravitate towards. And I like since I am a creator, I like to do things a bit differently. So I started to see like what was already out there and I started to kind of put my own twist on things and that's kind of like how I created this fusion style of uh, cuisine mm -hmm. before I even understood like what the whole fusion, you know, concept um, was. So I started to take flavors that, you know, I learned cooking from uh, my dad, you know, mm -hmm. stuff like that back in DR and things like that, which um, has any Caribbean, uh, whether it's Spanish speaking or French speaking or what have you, has a lot of African influence, but it has, you know, um, has a, a, a lot of different uh, influences, you know, throughout the world, you know, mm -hmm. into this. Uh, this but one. the foundation is mostly yeah. what's in these yes, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, but it, that's you know the foundation because like it's things that I see people cooking out, like in um, friends I have from uh, Africa, like things that they cook, and you know, friends from Jamaican and friends mm -hmm. from here. It's like yeah, we we all essentially cook in the same mm -hmm. way, you know. All those cultures, you know. <laughs> so I think. Um, I just wanted a cuisine of my own, and that's kind of like where that poppy cuisine is just pretty much, um, it's a bunch of cuisines just from my perspective, mm. essentially. And that you created it and yeah. put together. Poppy cuisine. Yes, I'm going to run with that. And I would laugh when I would say the name, because you know, you're kind of bashful and stuff like that. Of course, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, poppy. Like, What's your favorite Dominican dish, too, by the way? Um, Growing up, anyway, you know, not the one you created, because I know you Growing up, no. yeah. I would say um, it's, it's like a yellow rice and like yellow rice and beans and like a um, it's like a, a stewed chicken though you know so you like take a chicken braise it and you put like um, you know good amount of water seasoning and you just kind of let it slow cook until the water evaporates all the way down mm -hmm. and then creates like this um, sauce you know okay. at, the, at the bottom but um, that but 
what I what I would see is it wasn't really more so like the exact dishes, but it was like the style of cooking my father, you know, was doing, you know, mm -hmm. like those flavors more so. And like you can take anything essentially and make it like a Dominican dish. dish if, yeah. if, if, my if favorite you is Mofongo. I like it. I'm yeah. big on Mofongo. I know, I know, I feel like everybody say that, but like that. Everybody like Mofongo? I've met people who hate yeah. it. Like, <laughs> I mean, well, when you talk about like a Dominican dish though, but yeah. it's like my father, he could, you know, take, um, like we, we cook, um, we used to fish up in uh, New York at uh, Battery Park. Um, oh, I don't know okay. if you're familiar, but it's like... What part of New York is it in? That's like, uh, I believe that's like Manhattan. Okay. But it's kind of like where you see like the um, like the Statue of Liberty and water and like you see like the cruise ships and things like mm -hmm. that. But it'd be like a bunch of people out there fishing. But we would catch like these big like striped bass. Like mm. they were like 30 pounds, 40 pounds. Oh, I'm going to cook that? Yeah. Um, so it'll take one of those fish and... I mean, put the seasons that we typically use and things like that, you know, carrots and this, that, there, and other, you know, it's a Dominican dish right now, so. That, um, I, and if people always ask me, like, what's your favorite thing to cook? I feel like anything that I haven't cooked before, because, and any, and okay, anything that, that yeah, you know, so anytime I have the chance to, uh, create or learn something new, um, I would have to say that's my favorite thing to cook though. Because okay. I'm always learning, always, um, I think a lot of people, they see what I do with Poppy Cuisine and they think, well, okay, this is just his cooking style. But my cooking like range actually spreads further than, this is, Poppy Cuisine is a concept and I have mm -hmm. other concepts that I created in the food space but you know this concept has resonated well with like many people mm -hmm. but i also you know like people to understand that um you know that my range goes beyond that and i'm just a creator in general so you right. might you might you know see this and expect this from poppy cuisine but there's a whole n another form of cooking you know that um you know that i that i get into in my personal time and you might see a concept uh come about they kind that. of falls into what I was saying earlier about like that thing that you have that's still to yourself right now that yeah, people don't know yeah, about. Yeah. And I was just gonna ask you next to tips or tools you would give to the next generation peer or anything. And if you have any foundations or programs where you do any type of um, teaching right now or not yet or anything coming that you wanna share. Cause I know like some stuff is surprise element. So you just would have to follow yeah. to understand where he's going with things. However, what do you have currently foundations, programs, people you partner with or anything that people can tap into and how can they reach this if you have a um, website or anything? So there's, um this year in particular, there's uh, quite a few projects that I'm working on. Okay. It's a developmental stage, but um, as far as advice and things like that, currently what I do, I do my best to meet with other business owners like myself, okay. um, and you know we we share, uh, I guess, information on the business and things like that. Because I feel like iron sharpens iron. At the end of the day, there's a lot of things that, you know, I have people who've been in the business longer than me, mm -hmm. and but we're still we're you know we're we're pretty successful in what we do. So it's certain okay. certain things that they can teach us about as far as the longevity mm -hmm. aspect. And, you know, we teach them things about, you know, this whole new age of this uh, form of art, you know, that we're, uh, that, that we're doing. So I feel like we all can, can learn from each other. Um, I have a project right now that I'm working on with one of my partners where we uh, took over at like a uh, school, it was a culinary school, mm -hmm. that um, they lost their accreditation and they, they shut down. So we went ahead and took over the school. So now- Congratulations, yeah, that's big. Yeah. <laughs> that's big. <laughs> so we have like a kitchen space that we're going to be um, leasing out to other um, up and coming food businesses mm -hmm. and also giving them um, pretty much uh, creating like business workshops to uh, keep them up on their game to you know, essentially give them the knowledge that they need to be successful while mm. still providing a space. Because when I first started doing what I'm doing, there wasn't many spaces that you can like run a commercial kitchen and get, um, you know, business knowledge and coaching and things like right. that. Um, and, and I'm, yeah, that's so true. Yeah, so that's uh, that's another thing. One of the things that we are um, uh, working on um, now um, should be launching, uh, you know, this uh, spring actually. And with that partnership, we do have um, we have like you know non nonprofit um, mm -hmm. uh, nonprofit organization with that as well. You know where we um, pretty much do give backs. You know throughout the year for like back to school, 
and, and different things though, you know, so it's, it's definitely multi-layered, you know, from the, the giving back to the uh, kids and giving them, you know, knowledge, you know, that they uh, need if they want to, you know, partake in some of these fields. Um, That's good. Also, you know, young adults as well. I was going to say, is intern it? Intern opportunities that we're working on nice. as well. Um, and all the way to the adults, you know, um, getting them knowledge and support that they need, you know, okay. whether they're already in business or trying to get into business as, as well, though. So it's a multi layer thing when it, I guess when it comes to age you know as far as the outreach that we're um, that we're doing okay um, and it's just not just food it's, it's other things you know it's tech um, engineering um, I'm it's like a trade a trade optional school yeah okay. absolutely so it's not like where we just you know we're not like relaunching the school and like taking classes and things like that but we just have our own you know programs and things that we're offering and in the midst of offering uh, rental space to uh, businesses and things like that that are okay. trying to grow um, their 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 business and you know jumping into um, film is another one of my passions and okay. that's something that I've been taking a nose dive into. And what place what part you play in that arena? Okay. Directing and writing. Okay. Um, so you'll begin to see a lot of the uh, videos that I'm putting out now okay. is more so um, I'm taking part in directing and, and writing the concepts for those videos. And exciting. I'm kind of just using this. food as a segue into my film debut and breakout okay. essentially um so you're adding the other things that you your, your artistic interest to your main yeah, got it exactly though so i'm kind of like using the uh platform that i've built with food to uh, step into like the film and and also music because that's another passion of mine is as well though so so that's your top three like so that's like your, yeah film food and music um so that's you know you'll begin to see uh as I dive deeper into the film world, mm -hmm. you know, you start seeing less about the food and more, you know, intricate plots and things mm -hmm. like that. But the food will still <laughs> yeah, be food actively, will still be moving. actively mm -hmm. moving. So, you know, food will always be on point in, 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 in those uh, you know, in that production. But, right. But yeah, so that's some some of the things that we uh, that I'm personally uh, getting into. Something that people can apply for is it a private invitational type of thing? So right now I'm getting the uh, I'm getting the uh, website uh, situated, okay. um, and I'm going to be uh, making an announcement uh, pretty soon. Got it. And we're okay. just finalizing some um, you know permits and licensing all these things like that. Okay. Um, and just making sure that um, because the the main thing there is the uh, the kitchen, you know, right. it is a kitchen space, but. Since it was a school, you know, they have libraries, they have admin office, right. they have all these different things, you know, that we have used for. So that's mm -hmm. where we hold these classes and workshops and things like that at. So we're just more so tying, tying all those things together so we can make like a formal announcement on what, you know, how to, whether you're trying to look for a space to run out, mm -hmm. whether you're trying to um, attend one of the workshops or whether you want to get into an internship. So all those things would be categorized on the website. Nice. It's just, I haven't. A lot of the stuff that I do, like, I don't speak about it, right. like, publicly until, right. like, you know, all right, yeah, cool, yeah, we got this now, you know, mm -hmm. or what, what, what have you. you By know. the time this come out, that's, it'll already yeah, be Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it'll already be in motion, though. But um, mm -hmm. that's just kind of, like, how, how I move. Like, I got other restaurant concepts that I'm working on right now, but okay. I'm not as going to... I know that those things take time, and once I tell my audience that I'm doing something, they wait. They will every Tomorrow. single day. Yeah, you better tell them when, <laughs> when you're ready. Like you know, just like with one of our other locations that we opened up in Owensville, it's like when's Owensville's location open? When's Owensville's location open? Yes, I'm looking for the yeah. DC. Remember, I was asking right, you when yeah. you were in DC. I'm like, listen, it's coming. Like, but me, my look, we gotta start stretching them out. Right? <laughs> like, my, when I say something is like on its way, it could be six months to five years. You just never, whatever time it takes. So that's that's another one of the things that I've been working on. Is just like you know what, let me take the time that it's going to take to complete whatever I'm doing, mm -hmm. and not you know feel flustered or feel like I got a rush mm -hmm. um, and overwhelmed. Yeah, you know. So I just want to take the appropriate time to take all these projects and school projects. It's, it's a big project because there's many different things going going on there. You know, um, mm -hmm. but I feel like it's definitely going to be very beneficial for the um, the community. Um, just everything that we have, the knowledge that we have, um, that we can pour into other people. I was going to ask you, what does the industry like for chefs? But it sounds like y'all are more, um, like you have like a conglomerate or, or camaraderie, it seems like, or yeah. at least with some of them. Speak on that. We, um, there's also, um, a group that we recently, um, structured with, um, DMV, uh, chefs and our restaurant owners and, okay. Um, you know, uh, quite a few people, you know, in, in, in those groups that I've 
you know, looked up to as I was, um, you know, on my journey as a chef myself. Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, sitting side by side um, in, in the position that I am and, and within that group to offer, you know, whatever knowledge that I've learned over the years and to, you know, pretty much bounce off of each other. And, mm, good, so you, you pour know, into each other. There's a form of yeah. cohesiveness. That's the word so, I was um, for. yeah, you know, you'll see some things uh, come about from that group as well. Um, and we, we made some posts about it because a lot of people think like, you know, that we can't come together uh, right. like that. And, um, and you know, just have each other's uh, back and um, mm-hmm. just make sure that everyone is sharp and getting, you know, everything and more that they want out of this industry and actually other industries as well. Because I think what people fail to realize in the food industry is is multi-layered. You know, you'll have a a restaurant concept, but then you have the real estate side of it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, just in the food industry alone, there's so many different streams of revenue that you can tap into. And I feel like a lot of that isn't being talked about. People say, you know what, I just need a restaurant. Let me already rent the space and yada, yada, yada. Right. It's a lot of money um and knowledge that we're leaving on the and table and the whole industry yeah and, and the whole industry you know as well you know you don't just have to open a restaurant you can go to the the route of putting food products out you can mm-hmm. put apparel out you know you could be the um the small wares and paperware supplier of restaurant chains you know they need cleaning supplies they need disposables they need you know all these different things so there's so That's many also those hygiene companies you know, yeah cleaning, environmental <laughs> yeah. services mm-hmm. You know, then there's it, there's also the uh, the wealth aspect, which I like. Well, the real estate, which I like to call the wealth aspect, because okay. that's a big part that we're leaving. You know, as well, though. You know, mm-hmm. legacy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because um, the thing is, a lot is once you start to tap in and read and understand those leases and things like that, mm-hmm. you you start to realize like this is like where the foundation, you know, yeah. is and, and and all these things and but. You know, we talk about a lot. We don't just talk about just uh, food in these groups. So. Okay, so this going to be a good, yeah, something yeah. good to try to get into. And I, I like right. that aspect of connecting and networking with like minds and people who are trying to, you know, elevate their thinking. Because that's a big, that's a big deal, especially um, starting yeah. off when you're by yourself and then you find out, oh, there's people like me or people that think like me or yeah, do, what yeah, I, do what I do on, on a grander scale, you know, so... That'll be cool. And even if you have like a podcast or anything, people can tap into or like if you or if you just on your page randomly throw out tips yeah, or something, yeah. you know, can you let them know too, like your 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 socials and um, how to get in contact with you or your assistant to, to, to book you for things like this? You know, if you do this um, on a regular. Got you. So I, um, Instagram is Chef A Poppy. So that's E-L-C-H-E-F-E-P-A-P-I. Um, or if you can, you can follow the uh, restaurant page, which is uh, Poppy Cuisine. That's uh, P A P I C U I S I N E. And is there a link for a website or anything? Yeah. Like so that? if you go to poppycuisine.com, you can okay. reach it right directly uh, from the page. Um, as I said, since we have quite a few projects and we're starting to structure how they are presented publicly, mm-hmm. um, there's going to be like a lot of information that I'll be tossing up on my personal page, Al Chef A Poppy, mm-hmm. where I'll kind of start directing like where to go to, mm-hmm. you know, from that. Okay. So you'll, from the uh, from the source, you know, me, you'll be able to see exactly how to get in contact with specific people. Dates and everything. Yeah. So make sure y'all follow directly, yeah. follow the creator directly so that you can keep up with all of his creations and the things that he's planning in the future. Um, try not to harass him too much about <laughs> when he gonna put it out or when he gonna open it. You know, yeah. let's let him take his time with building these very intricate but beautiful crafts that he's been putting together. And okay, so before we wrap into the reverse of host, um, you gave us a big tidbit on a program that you have, right? So is there anything else that you haven't mentioned that we don't know about? Are there any reoccurring like annual events that you do at Poppy Cuisine or at, um, you know, any other location? But right now, you know, we want to know a lot more about whatever it is that you, you know, can tell us about what Poppy Cuisine has cooking up for it. And um, current locations, please, so that we know where it is already. Gotcha. So currently, um, as for Poppy Cuisine, we're working on a um, Dolan's location, which okay. is will be like our largest uh, location. Um, we have the uh, Fed Hill location, which is located mm-hmm. at Two East Wells Street. That's uh, Baltimore, Maryland, two one two three zero. 
Um, that's a hot location. Yeah, like that's, that. that's definitely, definitely <laughs> hot. You know, people, they were asking, are y'all sure y'all want it? Because we were on Fleet Street, okay. uh, Fleet in Washington, and I felt it was playing at first, and it was a real small location. They asked, it's like, you sure you want to move over here? Are your customers, they gonna, are they going to come all the way over here? You like, trust me, I don't I'm like, listen, <laughs> like, uh, sometimes it's like, I've seen, we have so, so many people that come from out of town, all over the United States, like, and sometimes out the country as well, and they'll plan their traveling around coming to the uh, restaurant. So I tell people all the time, we're a destination location. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't really matter where we go. I feel like as long as the product is what it is and, you know, we do our marketing in-house um, and things like that. Okay. So, you know, we we, uh, we do our best to make sure we reach in our, um, our, our customers no matter where they might be. Um, we have the Poppy Cuisine Catering so um, when we started opening the restaurant, I had to shut down the catering and event side okay. because it was just, we were super busy. And this was even in the midst of the uh, pandemic, but now- Yeah, hectic inside yeah, of the facility. I, we, um, I'm relaunching our, um, our event side. So the event side of Poppy Cuisine is comprised of uh, catering. This is where we cater, you know, clients events. Okay. We also are going to be hosting our own private ticketed events where we're doing mm -hmm. like a, four to six course meal with wine pans and things like that. Okay. And we're also going to um, relaunch the uh, private dining. So that all those things are under the uh, the, the event side. Okay. Um, and I, I think I just told you about the uh, the food products that I'm currently working on getting on shelves this year as well. They'll yeah. see, you know, your, um, your aiolis, your warhead sauce, uh, seasoning, dry rubs, and breadings, and you know things like that some some, some faves you know so you, you might you may want to go home and cook a, a crab cake from pot of cuisine you know you'll buy the sauce you get that and taste you yeah, gotta go buy that exactly mm -hmm. you know so things like that you know just coming out with some of the uh because a lot of these recipes are things that i just honed in on and just improved over the years and mm -hmm. just kept tweaking until they got to a, a space where we can reach a broader you know audience so we have like some main items that our customer faves and I kind of want to bring the components of those products to uh, shelves like our you know, like a jerk rub if you want mm -hmm. to you know make your lamb chops or, or what have you and you know I would say between like 10 I'm to 15 products that I'm working on right now bringing to uh, shelves okay at first I was trying to mix it up myself and sneezing and everything trying to package the season <laughs> but we're well beyond that so you know I'm working with a few manufacturing companies to uh, bring Ooh. bring those things to shelves great great and you definitely work on a level where you can tell throughout your growth and your craft, you've grown a lot in your business etiquette yeah. and your, your your literacy with that part of it. So that's going to be something that you have to definitely tap into his programs to learn, too, I would think, you know. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I, I definitely feel like the uh, everything that all the knowledge that I've gained over the years um, is, is definitely useful. Um, it's. So many people cannot benefit off of off of the things that I've seen and things that I've learned um, mm -hmm. through the years, though. So, I'm I'm working on being able to present that not just in like the workshops and things like that, but more so from the horse's mouth. You know how I can do that. I I don't want to say podcasts and things like that. I don't know what form I'm yeah, going to do it. Yeah, you don't in. know yet. I just threw <laughs> that out there because yeah. I was like, look, just in yeah. case you yeah. you need this knowledge, so right, whatever you right. can do, whether yeah. it be a movie or whatever, you know. I do want to, you know. I'm, I'm still trying to decide which way I want to do it because I like to get creative in my approach. So mm -hmm. that's just the only thing I haven't decided. Like, do I want to do podcasts? Do I want to? Because I, I will be doing a, a movie eventually about my life. Cause there's a lot of things that obviously would take us days to, to talk actually about. actually get into yeah. it. Oh, okay. I, I guess now it's based. I, I will. Um, and you doing film, so. Yeah. So I'm I doing film. Books. You. Books will definitely come about as well, though. Okay. Um, some, some, hard, some hard copies and things like that. And this is more so just kind of you know, obviously recipe, um, kind of like detail, recipe books, you know, some books detailing like yeah. my life and with my experiences and things like mm -hmm. that in the industry, you know, so those, you okay. know, something to look forward to. It's, it's a lot. So like, you gave us a lot today though, you know, <laughs> yeah. like you gave us a lot of information about poppy cuisine, but also about who you are specifically, we know like a part of who you are and then, you know, we identify with who you are as well. So, okay, now, before we get to reverse the host, um, my last question for you is, like, when it comes to your personal life, right, mm -hmm. and how you manage everything you have going on, 
and then balance and still, you know, because at the end of the day, I'm sure your family has patience. They know now what you're doing. So at the end of the day, they're not trying to get in the way. But yeah. I know you, you, you like to have your time with your family and things like that. So how do you manage and balance work life with your personal life? So the way I manage that is um, I'm a firm believer that you cannot build an empire by yourself. So I look, um, I look at bringing people, you know, who are open to learning, people who are skilled, you know, bringing them up and um, pretty much passing and spreading tasks out. Because I think for a long time, you know, to challenge I was, them to the yeah, I was trying to do a lot of things on my own, you okay. know, and I think you know, like it's impossible for me to be cooking on the line, then be dealing dealing with the business outside of the restaurant, and then everything that I keep up with. So I've, for the last few years, I've been structuring my life in a way where I can pass off tasks and be more so in a position to delegate, you know, as, as a leader, as, in a, as a visionary. Um, so I positioned myself to step off of the line years ago. So I don't cook within my restaurants, you know. Okay. I bring brought other people up under me and trained them mm. so they could take over positions and also instill in them that this isn't your final stop. You know, you don't just have to be a cook or personal assistant or corporate chef or what what have you for the next however many years, unless you want to do that, mm -hmm. um, I provide my team opportunities to advance, to gain more knowledge, to go, you know, further. And yeah, I don't want to people expand to, themselves yeah, and being well-rounded. Exactly. Because I, I, I know what, um, what it was like when I worked for others and you didn't really have bosses like me offering those type of opportunities. Right. And I feel like having that type of uh, culture, you know, you will definitely retain people longer um, and you'll, you know, you'll get a lot out of um, those business relationships, you know, with the people that you're bringing up because you're not going to, you know, stunt their growth and, you know, and, and, and things like that. But that has been a, a big key as well as just um, more so uh, planning, okay. um, being a little bit more stern and intentional on my schedules and when I'm available and things like that. Okay. Um, and, you know, like I told you, having those hard cut off uh, work times because my family has definitely sacrificed a lot from not seeing me often because right. I'm always on the go, always handling some type of business, always on the phone call, always right. doing right. something. And um, So you delegate time that's specific yeah, for them. Exactly, though. And I, that's something that I'm, I, I constantly uh, work on because, you know, business is always businessing. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. Even at the business, I was yeah, in the position exactly. you were in, you still got yeah. yeah, it's always, it's always uh, something, but that's something that I, I work on daily, you know, and just that's being good. intentional and, and, and that balance. Thank you. I appreciate that so much with you sharing that. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm working on, like, learning how to manage my time better. So I like to ask questions like that and tap into how somebody, yeah. you know, who, who already juggles a lot. How do you do that? You know, and as a woman, I want to have a family someday. But I'll be like, if I get more into just being tied up into what I'm doing with my own personal life, I don't know how I'm going to take time to date or anything, but you know? It was a point in time where I was like, you know what, I want to own my own company. So... You know, I'm gonna do this on this person's time, and they, you know, yada yada yada. And then yeah. I get out here, and I got all these tasks, and I'm like, you know what? I see why businesses structure things <laughs> a particular way. Right. There always have to be a time, you know, so you have that work-life uh, balance. Because I thought, you know what? Being able to wake up and if I, you know, feel like drinking a beer or feel like going here, going shopping, you know. Right. But there's still work to do at the end of the day. There's okay. still uh, a need to prioritize. And I'm study yeah. up on the people who are, you know, making billions and have companies that are evaluated at trillions and how their schedules are throughout the day. Mm -hmm. It's very structured. Yeah. And I was kind of like iffy and hesitant to create a schedule for myself that's that structured. Okay. Because I like to, I'm, I'm a spontaneous person. You like the flexibility yeah, of their freedom. Yeah, exactly. Though. So I'm like, but at the level that I'm operating right now and what I'm currently embarking on, I don't think is much for the next five to 10 years for me to get very intentional about my schedule and my time. So once I'm ready to say, you know what, all right, cool. I'm gonna retire and do whatever I feel like it. Mm -hmm. Feel like all those things are already in place and those ships don't stop sailing or whatever the case is, right. the engine don't stop. You know, everything is still in, you know, rotation and I can chill and relax and 
they get to the point like, you know what, I'm bored. Let me go do some work. Right. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. So yeah. you you gotta move a rotation now with everything. Now we about to get into reverse the host. Okay. So this is where I take my host hat off and I give you the the seat to be able to question me one to three questions okay. of your own. You know, it can be one hot question or three. You know, random questions. It doesn't have to be about the concept of I am who. It can be whatever you want to question me with. Okay. My perspective on something or something about me that you just want to ask. Okay. So um. What is your your main passion? My primary passion is uh, writing. Okay. Um, yeah, thoughtful thoughtful writing. I like to just be in my thoughts, but then not allow them to overcome my actual life. I just apply them to my writing. Okay. Okay. So, uh, what are your long term goals in regards to writing? Long term goals. Uh, I'm never gonna stop. So that's the first thing. <laughs> okay. Uh, but ultimately, the personal way I use writing is I journal. Um, I also like to do poetry so long term I want to turn my poems into I want to do like a few poetry books okay. um, and I want to start doing more writing for other people I got one person that I started off with he gave, gave me the opportunity to write about his life that's going to be something that I want to do is see myself writing more for people um, turning the videos into a book into a conglomerate of both because you don't know where technology going yeah, yeah, <laughs> in a minute books going to be moving okay that yeah. is what movies are pretty much right but I want to uh, find myself moving more into that, that that seat, the director's seat, and, you know, being able to publish more of the stuff I just keep in my own personal library. Yeah. I've I've been really close to my writing to the point where I did, I barely don't want to share it. Like, I barely want to share it. <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's, to answer your question, is um, that's why I want to see it grow into different areas. Okay. And what is your favorite food to eat? You know, I ain't gonna lie, steak used to be my thing. Like, any type of good made steak, because, you know, people don't know how I made steak. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. people don't really know what they're doing. But I love steak, lamb, and as far as, like, a side, um, oh, but technically, my main seafood, my main thing now is seafood. Like, okay. I love me some salmon. But, yeah, as far as sides, I want to say, like, um, I, I'm a sweet potato person. Okay. Yeah. All right, cool, cool. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate you asking me those questions. This is the conclusion of our episode for today. I feel like it's so much more when I ask you. Yeah, and, I know, yeah. You know, but I definitely, you know, we have a time hack and I, you know, respect the time of creators that come out to me and uh, take this time. So hopefully I can have you in another, another season, you know, a couple of years where we are, you know, recycling and doing um, our Legacy Returns episode. But right now, it's just about the I am who. And like I said, no one is seeing you grow to this point. Yeah. I just, I, I'm excited to see more. So I appreciate you coming again. And thank you for, you know, thank you to your family for letting me have him for the time. <laughs> and thank you for, to you for making the time to come out here. Is there any last word or a last tip or a statement that you want to give to the crowd before we wrap up today? I would say uh, to be consistent and being you. You know, I think a lot of times we uh, try to be, you know, or we become an image of what we feel people will find acceptable. Mm. Um, and I think sometimes people, you know, when we do that, we wake up years from now wishing that we could just be ourselves and kind of went after, you know, our, our heart. I think in, a, in the immediate time, you know, when we're attached to certain things, we feel like doing so is going to disrupt you know, different things in our lives. Right. But, um, you know, at some point in time, you know, it's going to come full circle again and keep presenting itself, you know, to you. So that's something that I personally have worked on and is being me, you know, loving what I love and just kind of like, you know, diving deeper into who I, who I am, mm -hmm. you know, aside from, you know, how people view me. Okay. You know, so, you know, be consistent in doing that. And trust me, you'll find a lot of treasures um, in that. That is a good word. Take that with you. And I appreciate you all for watching and tuning into this particular episode. This is Brie India and Chef Alex Perez. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you so much. And G Self Unity, peace, love, and truth. All love. That's right. Well, I guess there's only thing, one thing left to do. Yeah. I'm trying to Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cake egg roll. Yes. Here we go. Wow. Chef Al, you have done Baltimore Pride.
Thank you. <laughs> Our time here in Baltimore is coming to an end. We tried the traditional crab cake, tasted a modern spin with crab cake egg rolls, and even went straight to the source on the Chesapeake Bay. At the center of it all, one thing still ringing true, food tastes better when you eat it with family.